Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. All right, let's have this Big 12 quarterback discussion. Somebody said Athlon Sports said Dylan Gabriel is, oh, that, okay, I've seen one that it's leading production, whatever. Somebody said Dylan Gabriel was listed as the best quarterback in the Big 12 according to Athlon Sports. Mm-hmm. I can't find anything on that. But what I did find was a ranking of Big 12 quarterbacks by Athlon that has Jalen Daniels at Kansas as the top returning quarterback in the conference. Uh huh. So let me let me pull this up real quick, Craig. I, I know that what, uh, what Tyler McComas was on yesterday with Bucky and Aaron from up in in Oklahoma, and he he said almost those exact same words. Uh, that you know, Dylan Gabriel or or Jalen Daniels. We're talking about Dylan Gabriel, da- Jalen Daniels. Yeah, it was basically. So, so here's how Athlon had it in their pre-spring, way too early quarterback rankings. Uh, this was published on March 1st. Jalen Daniels at one, Dylan Gabriel at two, Quinn Ewers at three. I don't think there's there should be any debate that those three guys are the top quarterbacks in the Big Twelve because they're three returning quarterbacks. And right. Honestly, honestly, to me. Of those three, I think Daniels is probably the most valuable because you take him off that Kansas team, as we saw last year, it's a total like there's a reason why Jason Bean is working out. I think he's working out a wide receiver, worked out a wide receiver this spring. Like there's a reason why mm-hmm. Kansas struck why they look like a totally different team with a healthy Jalen Daniels. And even when he got back, granted, you look at their bowl game against Arkansas, like against Texas, you could tell he wasn't quite hundred percent. He was a little bit rusty and you know, Sark just Put the game in Bijan's hands, and we saw what we saw in mm-hmm. Lawrence. Uh, you can kind of say the same thing about Dylan Gabriel. Oklahoma looked like a different offense last year when it was Dylan Gabriel compared to Davis Bevel or who, whoever was running right. their offense. Uh, and, and I think you know Quinn. Quinn had the production, but let's be honest: like the Texas offense last year was built around your two running backs, and it should have been the identity of your offense was your running game. After that, I mean, Will Howard at Kansas State. Tyler Shuck at Texas Tech, uh, you know they rank them all the way down. Mm-hmm. I think the guy that they've got way too low. I've got Hunter Deckers at Iowa State at nine, with John Reese Plumley at, at UCF, Blake Shapen at Baylor, and Keaton Slovis, who's now at BYU. You talk about a guy that's also been well traveled. We talk about JT Daniels being well traveled. Keaton Slovis has been to a few different places. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hunter Deckers at night. I actually didn't think Hunter Deckers was that bad. And here's the thing about Hunter Deckers, too, Craig. If you look at the 10 teams that were in the league last year, he's the only one that went wire to wire as the starter where they didn't really need a backup. You know, Kansas, Jalen Daniels got hurt. We know at Texas, Quinn Ewers got hurt. Uh, Oklahoma State, Spencer Sanders got hurt. We know Dylan Gabriel got hurt. Tyler Shuck, I think, what was it, second or third game? Of the year, I think he got yep. hurt. I think Tech started three or four different quarterbacks last year. You know, Baylor had their issues uh, with Blake Shape. Blake Shape, and it was part of it was injury. He just didn't look right, and some right. of it he just didn't play well. That's correct at times. Uh, so everybody kind of had their issues. Donovan Smith, the Texas Tech transfer, now at Houston. This is where you got to start thinking about the all fourteen teams in the league. Emory Jones, who's uh, another guy on the third stop, was at Florida and then Arizona State. Now he's at Cincinnati. Another guy that's been well traveled. How about Alan Bowman now at Oklahoma State? Was it Tech? Was it Michigan? Now he's at Oklahoma State. Yeah. Uh, and then Garrett Green at West Virginia at 14. So I actually, if you're asking me my honest opinion, especially considering how good he was, and again, I, I, I don't know, it's kind of similar to Quinn when we talk about the transition Quinn's got to make to not having the two stud running backs with him. Now there's going to be more on his plate. You could say the same thing for Will Howard at Kansas State. Who looked really good last year, but Agreed. what's that offense going to look like without Deuce Vaughn? Right. 
know, I, I do think Colin Klein did a heck of a job calling plays with Will Howard because he had two very different quarterbacks, made it work with Adrian Martinez to a point until I think everybody realized, okay, Will Howard, when healthy, was their best option last year. So I might just cut it off at three with Daniels, Gabriel, Quinn Ewers, and maybe Will Howard maybe sneaks in there as four. But if you're talking about the rest of the league, everybody's either got everybody's either unproven or has injury histories that have piled up significantly. Yes. On them. So I don't know. I if you're gonna rank somebody ahead of Quinn Ewers, I don't have I don't have a ton of beef with that. I like I said, you want to take those three and rank them however you want them. Go for it. You can make a case for each of those guys being the best quarterback in the Big 12 in 2023. Where did you say they had Quinn Ewers rated? Third. Third, yeah. Okay. Behind Dylan Gabriel and Jalen Daniels. Like mm-hmm. I said, Jalen Daniels, I don't know if I don't know if I'd have him as the quote-unquote best, and that's a relative term. I do think he's the most valuable to his team. Yeah, yeah. And, I, again, considering the product Oklahoma put on the field, I think Dylan Gabriel is also in that conversation for being most valuable. I agree. I completely agree with that. It's um, it's it's often difficult to get a real comfortable, true read on a team coming out of their spring game. Yeah, and like CB said, he said I'd put Howard number one because he won the Big Twelve last year, right? But I have more faith in the weapons that Quinn has around him, especially like with JT Sanders. That's a match. That's a a quarterback friendly tight end. We know the the Craig, you covered those early ninety Cowboys and as good as good as Emmett Smith was, as good as Michael Irvin was, who was the guy that Troy Aikman always said was his security blanket, the guy he'd always look for when he was in trouble. Jay Novacek. Jay Novacek. We talked about this on the Longhorn Blitz a few yep. weeks ago. Like behind most good quarterbacks, it's a good tight end. Like Patrick Mahomes. He's got Travis Kelsey. Uh, you know, even like we talk about Brett Favre, like Brett Favre had Mark Shamura was a really good tight end. Yeah, you know, he had Bubba Franks for a little bit too in Green Bay. He he had some really good tight ends with him. Uh, you know, Joe Montana, uh, I think of Steve Young with Brent Jones was a really good tight end. No doubt for those Forty Nine. I can still hear Pat Summerall to this day. There you get a good look at Brent Jones touchdown Niners. Yeah, so you just kind of go down the list. Uh, of really good quarterbacks, and more often than not, you'll find a really good tight end that they're tied to. Uh, and and J T. Sanders is just like I don't know if you're a Big Twelve defensive coordinator, I don't know how you handle him. Yeah. Like if you put a nickel on him, he's going to be able to body up most nickelbacks in the Big Twelve, unless you just got that rare breed of cat where you can play some big nickel. But then at that point, you're talking about a guy that's either safety or linebacker, and he's going to be able to run by most of those guys. Yep. So he's a matchup nightmare. So I just trust the weapons Quinn has around him and Sark is a play caller more than I trust how's K-State going to adjust to life without Deuce Vaughn. Yeah, it's a big, big, big part yeah, of it. Tom Brady with Rob Gronkowski. Like I said, I'm not. My brain's foggy for some reason today. It's not a good day for me to think about the stuff off the cuff. Phil Sims and Mark Bavaro. We talk about the tough. You talk about tough guys that played this game. Mm. They don't get much more tougher than Mark Bavaro. Dude played like half a season with his jaw wired shut. Yeah. Was it again? You know, that's another Pat Summerall thing you'd think about those those Giants teams back then. You know, Sims. Mark Bavaro, touchdown Giants. But you'd also hear him did one one of my favorite ones he would do. There you get a good look at Lionel Manuel, touchdown Giants. He would do it in the Masters too. Out to eighteen. There's Mark Lai, my uh, friend, seven iron, and he knocked into about yeah. three feet away from the company. He'd go, 
Not bad. My friends I grew up with who were not Cowboys fans. Yeah. Summerall and Madden called a lot of Cowboys sure games they did. when I was growing up. Sure they did. They hated the fact that anytime Emmett Smith would have a big run, it would just be Summerall would just go, Emmett. Emmett. And that was it. Yeah. And he whap, boom, and he got this this hole and boom. God, and John right Madden that. so yeah. good. It was greatness. All right, we'll be back to wrap up today's edition of Light the Tower on the Horn.